1: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. And uh, there, 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 there's no one else. No. No, this is going to be a duo podcast because the show's namesake, BJ Shea. And Joey Dees, who normally runs the boards, well, they are off traipsing around together. Uh, here's what happened. They both saw Terminator Dark Fate, and then they decided that they don't want to uh, do anything geeky anymore, and they've given up. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually uh, on the day that we recorded. it's Joey Dees' birthday. And yes. so they're going to go have some fun and do some uh, crazy stuff along those lines. So we'll just be the two of us BSing and talking. We're going to run down some all sorts of fun stuff, including I'm going to talk about Watchmen. Vicky's got some interesting uh, Stranger Things stuff. And then, of course, always the more. Vicky. More. How can, <laughs> thank you. How can people get a hold of us?
2: Be our website, bjgeeknation.com. Uh, you can find all our blogs, podcast blogs, and more. More, more, more. Or just bjgeeknation, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, YouTube, and Radio.com.
1: Exactly. And one of the things I wanted to point out right away is give us some five-star reviews on uh, the old uh, Apple podcast. I think that's the one where everyone gets the uh, five-star reviews. Yes, please. And uh, if you do so, take a screenshot, shoot us an email. You will get an awesome comic book randomly selected from a large pull box of comics that I got uh, from the GoFundMe from Ethan H.D., Uh, That's that he was able to save the Destiny City comics down in Tacoma, and then we will add a little placard in there, a little uh, BJ Shay's Geek Nation card that we will all sign, and then that way we don't mess up the comic book. Fun ways to do uh, a lot of fun uh, you know, stuff on that. Uh,
2: we do have something else that we need to bring up. What's that? Extra Life.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that
2: went on last <laughs> How weekend. How did that go? <laughs> well, you are watching most of the time. I know. Probably at home in the comfort of your sweats, I hope. Truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it was a great time. We had a blast. As as long as the day felt when we finished it, like I didn't end up staying for the whole time because I had to go babysit a child. Oh, So... But I felt like it went by so quickly. Yeah. It was, it was such a rush. And then just changing up all the things, having different people playing games, talking to the winners. It was ridiculous. So if you didn't watch the stream like during the process, then you missed out on all the awesome raffles. Because there was in-store raffles, and then we did like raffles at the top of every hour. It was just a blast. And it was just fun just trolling with people and having people troll us.
1: One of my favorite things out of all of it was the fact that you guys had a swear jar.
2: Yes. and uh,
1: (laughs) Because, I mean, you guys are trying to keep it PG for the most part. Like,
2: very PG. Not even PG-13, PG.
1: But when you get down to it, it's one of those interesting points where you're playing a game, you've been up for maybe 20 hours... Sometimes less. And then somebody accidentally lets a bad word fly. Yep. So that means, well, you got to go and uh, you put into the swear jar.
2: $25 a pop.
1: And uh, that's a lot of money, by the way. Yes.
2: And uh, our buddy Josh from the Board Game Alliance and uh, the Omega Gamers... Was not really good at holding his mouth. I probably, I want to say like (laughs) at least a hundred dollars.
1: And you actually were sharing with me a story of something that really was awesome that came out from that.
2: So actually, two things. I apparently have a superpower.
1: Okay. I
2: am lucky for other people.
1: Uh, Oh, all right, all right. I I
2: never win anything. That's never me. (laughs) I won one time at a school fair in elementary school. Like like um, in a (laughs) cakewalk. It was a cakewalk, but it was. A like cake. It was one where you stop. It was kind of like musical chairs, and if you stop at the right number that they draw, then you win a cake yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got a container of cupcakes, but one of them was missing, so that should tell you about my luck. <laughs> Anywho, Josh swears. He like, throws his debit card in the air. It's like, Vicky, go buy some raffle tickets. You know, that goes into uh, the whole pool when it comes to the raising money. With that, I bought five tickets, and I handed it out to a bunch of kids. I go downstairs. He ends up soaring again immediately. So I didn't even give him his card back. I'm like, all right, here I go. Um, Go and buy five more. Give them out to the rest of the kids. So I still had three tickets left. And I gave one to one of our friends, Austin and his wife, Valentina, one each. Because I've known Austin, if you guys have ever seen any pictures or posts with him in it. He's little Pribble to me. Like he, he played soccer with my brother. He's a little guy. So I'm like, okay, you guys count as kids. Have one each. I go upstairs and one of the kids. I'm like, okay, well, we have the only pro- big prizes we have left. We have OrcaCon VIP passes. If you would like to go to OrcaCon in January, nice. Or we have like one of these big giant game packages with the beautiful wooden trunk. Ooh,
1: I saw you sending me pictures mm-hmm. of those. That thing looked amazing. Oh, it
2: was ridiculous. And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna put it in here." I'm like, "Okay, go for it." Uh, he he ended up winning.
1: Of course, of course he did.
2: <laughs> and I I see him come in with uh, Sean. Like they put him on the screen, holding the big giant box. And I they're like he won, he won. And I come in I'm like, "Wait, was that with the ticket I gave you cuz I don't think he bought any more tickets. I think he just <laughs> took those." And he's like, "Yeah." And I just look at sh- How our did Josh. That like, "Josh, your filthy mouth <laughs> got him that prize."
1: <laughs> That's the best thing right there.
2: And BJ's like, "You see, swearing doesn't hurt the kids." <laughs> it was fantastic. So then going on, we had one more prize left, which was the OrgaCon VIP passes. I go upstairs. Put my hand in because I was doing the drawing for that. Both uh, Valentina and our buddy Austin, they're like, oh, my God. We're, like, Valentina was losing her mind. She's like, I'm so excited. I've been putting tickets in this all day. I want to win. I want to win. I'm like, all right, put in your voodoo magic. And I swirl the tickets around. What do I grab? I grab their ticket. Like <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. Like, my face was like jaw on the ground. Yeah, you have no
1: poker face, by the like, way, oh. when it comes down to it.
2: I look at her. She's like, you're messing with me. I'm like, nope. Everyone see this? Like, everyone watched me draw this. Like, I did not pick this. And so they won them. It was so exciting because she really wanted them, even before I drew it. So it was really exciting to see that somebody that really wanted something won.
1: That is amazing.
2: Um, but it was uh, all-around great time. We were even discussing, like, what are we doing next year? Because we want to make it bigger.
1: Wow, and it was it was a really big. And seriously, <laughs> shout-out to the Omega Gamers. Shout-out to Spencer, who helped out from Late, uh, uh, late Night Tabletop. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody else who was there to either game at Zulu's Board Game Cafe, because you were telling me that the place was packed.
2: Oh, yeah, pretty much all day it was packed. Even at night, there was still... Quite a few people still hanging out when, uh, around the time I left, and uh, by the way, the game that I was referring to earlier that the kid won is called Woodowers Wood Stretch Goal Content. So it was all like all of the like, the like the all kickstarter. the Kickstarter stretch goals mm-hmm. and stuff.
1: Wow, it
2: was incredible. We raised a ton of money. We like raffled off the uh, King Griffey Jr. baseball bat. It was just so much fun. Uh, so definitely I'm excited for next year. And thank you, everybody, who came by, swung by. There's one guy who came by from Tacoma. He was watching the stream. He's like, all right, wow, I'm coming down. Wow,
1: road trip." Yeah, we got
2: to talk with him, and it was pretty awesome. So thank you to everyone who donated, who came by who did a bunch of supporting, we could have done it without you.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I want to talk some geeky stuff. Yes! And uh, I want to start off with The Walking Dead. Uh, if you okay, didn't, have fun no, with that. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. Um, well, The Walking Dead is in its 10th season, which is kind of surprising, I'll be perfectly honest. Was well,
2: it like five seasons too many? For a lot of people, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: But in the last two seasons, it's really, really hit its stride. And part of the reason is the complex character of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Negan. And because it's making this turn into a sort of anti-hero. And it's really kind of fun with that. So you
2: start kind of feeling for him? Yeah. It, you, everyone hated him. They're like, oh, my well, God. Well, yeah,
1: because he was the big bad real bad. And yeah, the one that uh killed some fan favorites, some people literally swore off the show after uh Glenn and Abraham were uh off in uh gosh, maybe what like season 8, season 7, god, it was a while ago. Um but now it really seems that he is one of the most popular characters according to The Walking Dead themselves. They put up a uh, a Twitter poll that says, have we forgiven Negan to the point where we're actively rooting for him? 65% of people said yes. Hmm. 15% said no. And uh, 20% said maybe. And this was over 11,000, almost 12,000 votes. He's always been a favorite for me. But when it comes down to it, uh, the fact that he he's turning into a more complex character. And just the simple fact of the matter that he might be the saving grace of the show.
3: Hmm.
2: See, I think it's something to do with... We have this obsession with villains nowadays. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. There's a
2: lot of people like, I want my romance to be like the Joker and Harley Quinn's. like, bitch, you have not been paying attention.
1: Gosh, yeah, right? Just
2: because he is a famous character and he's been portrayed by some good-looking actors in the past doesn't mean he's a good guy. Yeah. I think having a really attractive villain plays a big role in it. That's why everyone loves Loki. Luckily, Loki was redeemed. But we're seeing that more and more in movies and in shows where you have a main baddie Mm -hmm. that gets redeemed. And I think as much as the last season of Game of Thrones sucked, you have to give them credit because they did a fantastic job with Reek. AKA yes, Theon. on.
1: Absolutely. It
2: wasn't even just love and hate. It was you went from this guy's annoying to oh my God, you're a piece of crap, to oh my God, I feel so bad for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then you're like, I want that redemption, and you disappointed me again. Oh my God, yes, redemption.
1: Yeah. Like the,
2: that, that was a great story arc.
1: And the redemption arcs are are one of those things that I think everyone can get behind. Because who doesn't want a second chance? Mm-hmm. You may screw up, you may be an ass, you may hopefully find the error of your ways Mm -hmm. and come into the community, whichever one you're at. So like with Reek, that makes sense with the, the hound and the mountain, like when you're able to finally get Mm -hmm. that redemption and he was a total bastard at the beginning. Oh yeah. And then you get to the very end where you're actively rooting for him. And I kind of wished he wouldn't have, you know, spoilers, but I wish he wouldn't have died, but it was satisfying that he was able to fulfill his destiny.
2: Mm And he was able to teach Aria something on the way there. Yeah. Uh, but another good, uh, it's just good story writing. Yeah. And that's all it comes down to. It is, I think, a little bit have to do with put a good actor that's really attractive in that role.
1: <laughs> People
2: are going to be swayed a little bit. Yeah. And oh, another good example. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, have you have you seen Orange Is the New Black? Yes. How yes. How many seasons? A couple. Uh, we uh, the wife and I. I mean, I don't uh, more w- than two. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I
1: haven't watched all of it, but my wife has completed it, and she. Give me the lowdown on everything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have to give them credit, too, because you start off, if you guys haven't seen it, Piper is the main character, and you're like, yeah. you're rooting for her. She's the main character. She's the one i got to root for. And then as it goes on, By, you like, go from- By season three, I hate her. You hate her. <laughs> but then the character that you hated, that was the baddie, which was Pencil Tucky. She was the meth, uh, she had oh, the meth teeth.
1: yeah. You,
2: you, you're you cheering for her. You're mm-hmm. like, you, you, you learn about her, and then she starts growing and changing, and then more stuff starts to happen to her. And you're like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. you are, like, I want to root for you instead of Piper because she's being annoying as hell and (laughs) you got to give it credit where (laughs) credit's due.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's especially when a show goes for so long, Mm -hmm. you've got to kind of uh, freshen it up. And Mm -hmm. with the television show going back to The Walking Dead, Mm -hmm. when you see something along these lines where you have the main antagonist or protagonist and Rick leaving the show Mm -hmm. and this season, uh, Michonne is going to be leaving and we're going to be getting some people coming back. The writers have to be able to be on their toes to kind of pivot and shift gears, and we've seen that in television where sometimes you've got these gigantic, grandiose plans for characters, but the audience doesn't like them. And Mm -hmm. I know that happened with a couple characters in Lost, where they literally just had to kill the characters because no one liked them.
2: On top of it, sometimes it just doesn't translate. Even if you have source material like The Walking Dead, it did come from a comic book, Mm -hmm. but... It's ventured way off, same with like Game of Thrones. It's nothing like, especially the last couple seasons. Oh, man. Because you can't, one, I think it's pretty much impossible to do every single thing like in a comic book because of the timing. Yeah. It's different pace on top of. Um, the fact that I feel like it would just be kind of like, okay, well, I know what's going to happen. Here it is. There was some
1: interesting stuff about uh, Game of Thrones that we'll get to in a little bit because you just reminded me of it. (laughs) And it's some really interesting thoughts and looking into the process of how the show got made Mm -hmm. and kind of the issues of it so i'm gonna i'm gonna tease that right now but i know you've got some other stuff that you wanted to bring up
2: well since you were talking about the walking dead did you know that the comic series invincible has steven yoon i believe that's how you say his name from the walking dead he's in it oh wow so this threw me off because i have not heard a single thing i knew that they were going to be doing an invincible show yeah i didn't realize one. it was animated which is pretty cool But I haven't really heard any other information about this. And I'm looking at this article, and it's basically saying, uh, you know, Steven Yeun, J.K. Simmons is our cast for the voices of Robert Kirkman's animated Amazon series. We know it's Amazon, and they've been doing some good stuff.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, they have been.
2: Good Omens, for one, and I'm Mm -hmm. blinking on the other one I just watched. Oh, The Boys.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. How can you Mm -hmm. blink on that, dude?
2: (laughs) Uh, It's just so many shows and so many different networks. Anywho, Uh, but I'm like, okay, well, it's supposed to premiere globally in 2020. They apparently greenlit this back last June, according to this article. So last June, that would have been June 2018. We're almost in 2020. Just heads up. Okay. <laughs> but I haven't. I, I've looked around. I didn't see any more articles on this. But as of now, the people that are signed on for this is Steven Yoon, J.K. Simmons, and they both have characters. Obviously, the two main uh, superheroes,
1: which makes sense, yeah.
2: Sandra Oh, Seth Rogen, Zazie Beetz, Mark Hamill's in this.
1: So there, Jason
2: so, Maz, uh, M- wow. uh Walton Goggins, Mae Whitman. Whoa! It's it, so it's, it is moving forward. But there's nothing, no information. Andrew Reynolds, which I'm excited because three of these character, three of these actors are in a big mouth, which I've been watching again. <laughs> of course, you have. Uh, But there's no information on IMDb about it, except like the base stuff. There's no pictures. They say there's eight episodes, but there's no information about the episodes. There's nothing recent.
1: And this is worrisome, too, because I remember talking with John Layman Mm -hmm. um, when they were trying to develop a Chew animated series. Which
2: Steven Yeun was also in this. So I I haven't heard anything about that either. Well, and that
1: was, that thing had been, uh, that eventually got canned. Like, they were like, this is not going to happen. But we were getting all these casting news and all. Mm -hmm this stuff and then there was just long lull of nothing cuz
2: it was Felicia Day I believe was supposed to be his love interest.
1: Yeah. And now it seems like this is kind of in that same boat. Yeah.
2: And did you read Invincible? No, I think uh, when BJ went just strictly digital and wanted to uh, Marie Kondo his house, <laughs> he I bl- he gave a bunch of his comic books away, and I don't remember if that was a series he gave me or if uh, he gave it to one of his other friends. So I'm not sure. I might have to borrow it from that other person.
1: Yeah, we'll have to find that out because I'm interested in even re- – I've heard – I mean, BJ's talked about Invincible mm-hmm. a lot, and he's just talking about how epic and how ridiculous the fight scenes are in mm-hmm. that. So I'm kind of interested in seeing – reading the comic and then going from that – to see how they're going to translate that because it's an Amazon Prime series, which means yeah. if you've watched the boys, you know they can mm-hmm. do whatever the hell they want.
2: Part of me would wish they would do do it live action, but if they already have the boys, I feel like especially on Amazon, it'd be competing and it'd be confusing to non- geeks aka muggles
1: (laughs) muggles Uh,
2: but if you do want to see steven Yoon voice acting uh check out final space he plays little kato and he is fantastic (laughs) like i didn't even realize it was him uh but he does a great job
1: that's awesome uh we're gonna switch it up a little bit because we've got mr gareth von kallenbach with us and uh, you know him from skewed and reviewed that is sknr.net so gareth what do you have for us in regards to disney plus because it's just a few days until it's launching
3: Exactly. Well, we're going to have it go online on Tuesday, and supposedly, that's the day that a lot of people can sign up for the package. Right now, you can only pre-order, but Tuesday morning, you'll be able to do the uh, Disney Plus Hulu and ESPN Uh... Plus 1295 combo pack, uh, which is going to be very enticing. That's the one that we're looking at, but... um, you know, Disney's been very interesting. The Mandalorian's going to be available at lunch, but only one episode, and they're going to roll it out uh, kind of on a staggered. Some episodes will be one week apart. Some of them will be a couple of days, a, a few days apart. But, you know, you're also going to see Lady and the Tramp and everything. you got the Marvel films, the Pixar. You've got the, um, uh, what do you call them, the Star Wars movies, which is ironic because apparently they are required to run an ad for stars. In it.
1: Whoa, really? And,
3: uh, yeah. Now here's what's funny. <laughs> I read about this and I said, "Yeah, I that does make sense." Stars had the exclusive streaming rights to The Force Awakens. Oh. And when Disney got into the, hey, we're going to be doing this and we're going to run all the Star Wars films, they had to kind of make nice with Stars to say, "Oh, yeah, even though we own it, we're going to stream it." And Stars was like, "No, we have exclusive streaming rights." And then you know it became a lot easier to say, fine, you can run it, but you got to have an ad for our Star's service as well. And you know, all that's great. What I'm really looking forward to is the massive collection of films from the vault, yeah. many of which I've not seen since I was a kid. Um, you know, I was talking to my wife; many things she hasn't seen. Like she went through the list of what the launch titles. They've told us eventually every movie but Song in the South will be made available through streaming. And she immediately went to bed knobs and broomsticks. Wow. And I I was looking at things like The Cat from Outer Space and those old Kurt Russell movies and the The Computer Don War Nuts, tennis, shoes? Like, <laughs> the computer wore tennis shoes Excuse me. The computer war tennis shoes? Computer World's Greatest Athlete with Jan Michael <laughs> Vincent, you know, Gus, the field goal kick, the shaggy dog, the shaggy, you know, all of those things <laughs> wow. he grew up on. And it's like, this is going to be awesome. And, and here's the thing. They've got the young Jody Foster movies like Freaky Friday and Candleshoe. And as someone pointed out, the original Herbie movies. And then Whoa. someone wrote me and they said, I'm disappointed there's no Condor Man. I said, you know, that's going to be coming because they were talking about a sequel. But then I've heard the Black Hole. Is going to be available. One that they've talked about rebooting for a while, but we're going to finally get the original Black Hole available on streaming. So this is really exciting to me, at least.
1: Well, I know this is going to be one of those interesting things. I I swear to God, we could just make a podcast going back, looking through all these titles, and just like watching them and saying, "Hey, do these hold up or not?"
3: Oh, exactly. And you know, you think about it. So, like the cat from Outer Space is a prime example this was all done before cgi and everything like that and okay sure it's things on a wire moving around the room <laughs> and all that but that's part of the joy of it was saying they didn't have a massive budget they didn't have all this technology how did they pull it off and still make it interesting let's not forget the original witch mountain films oh, which dealt yeah. with all the telekinesis and moving things around that they had to do back then without cgi i mean there's going to be a lot of things, and it's not just the movies. There's some of the old TV things like the Black and White, uh, Blackbeard's Ghost, and things like that. And it's going to be really interesting to see the old things. And like you said, do they hold up? And I am sure they're sitting there. They're going to be looking at the numbers saying, what are people watching? Maybe these are due for a reboot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even going to speaking of reboots, what are you—this uh, uh, this is going to make me mad, man, if this isn't going to— mm. What's going on with Die Hard, dude?
3: Okay, so uh, as we all know, Disney now owns the Fox properties. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been some talk lately that they're throwing some in the vaults. And for those who don't remember, the vault was basically, they would release movies on home video, and they would tell everybody, buy it now, because after this date, it's going in the vault, which yep. meant it was gone for at least 10 years. So what they're doing now is these theaters that like to show retro films like, hey, come see Alien on the big screen. Five dollars. Come see. They're taking those Fox films away from doing that. And the belief is they're going to be made available on Hulu, which will handle the adult side of the streaming. Oh, nice. But they had a script in the works for a movie. It was tentatively titled Die Hard Year One, and it was supposed to be Ah. a younger John McClane and Bruce Willis. And it was a clever idea. Um, Essentially, something he did as a young man came back to haunt him as an older Bruce Willis. Kind of like the way they did with three, where there was a connection between the bad guys, but mm-hmm. nothing much more involved. And the idea was it would introduce the young guy to potentially carry on the franchise while still giving Bruce Willis a way to exit it out and give him continuity. Well, when Disney took over, they apparently looked at it. It had been spinning in developmental hell forever and said, now nah, we're not doing that. Well, Then a couple days ago, we're told that they're considering rebooting the franchise. And you go, well, Mm. that's probably how it would have to be. You'd have to get a younger Bruce Willis-type character. You go on from there. Then we heard an even more interesting twist. Uh, Apparently, one of the rumors is they're considering an animated version. What? An An adult animated version of Die Hard, which, of course, leads you to say, oh, so would Bruce Willis be voicing John McClane? Because if you're doing uh. CGI-style animated diehard, you could make him look any way you want, and you could even keep Bruce Willis in the picture. So,
1: dude, wow, it'd be
3: interesting to see how it plays out.
1: That is really interesting, and I mean that might be that might make it worthwhile. I might actually be okay with that. You may have redeemed yourself on that one there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed, SKNR.net. Get all sorts of news. We've talked about tech and we're gonna, and uh, comics and movies and television and all that stuff. And we're going to be getting the gift guide real soon so you can get all those fun holiday gifts that you need, you know, to fill those stockings and even more.
2: Have you started your Christmas shopping yet? Not in the slightest. Oh, I definitely have.
1: I don't know what I'm going to be getting the wife. I haven't even really thought about what I've what I even want to ask her yet. Well, like I she, just don't know.
2: She loves Captain America, right? She does. So, does she have a shield? She does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah we okay. got the
1: yeah, we got the shield a while ago. The Marvel Legends one, the same the, the same uh line that I got both of my uh Infinity Gauntlets, both the Iron Man and the Thanos version. So, um, I'm going to have to see on that one
2: since the holidays are coming. Do you do ugly Christmas sweaters by chance? Uh, no, not
1: really because, okay, body shaming issues sort of thing like that. I've got gigantic moobs when it comes to sweaters, <laughs> so I avoid sweaters.
2: Fair enough. Everyone has their thing, what, <laughs> what they want to yeah. wear, what they yeah, don't want to yeah, wear, yeah. what they're comfortable but in. I,
1: maybe if it's a super ugly sweater, then it's, it kind of goes with the vibe.
2: Well, I mean, I did love your sweater last year. It was a hoodie.
1: Yeah. And it was a zip
2: up uh you yeah, a tree. Yeah, Christmas tree. Yeah, that one was great.
1: Yeah, I love those.
2: Uh, so, back in like September, apparently it was announced that Marvel has official knitted Christmas sweaters. <laughs> of course. And they're just as amazing as you would think <laughs> they are. Oh, my goodness. It really? is fantastic. It's uh, merchoy.com is selling these, and they don't just have Marvel. Oh. They have. All kinds of Christmas sweaters, including Star Wars, Game of Thrones, DC, Harry Potter.
1: Interesting. Dude,
2: I'm digging this one. It's a red one with uh, Yoda on it. And it says, the season, jolly it is. Oh, (laughs) jeez.
1: So if you've got, I mean, and that's one of the things (gasps) that's been around for forever is the ugly Christmas party, the ugly sweater Christmas party. So, yeah. They have
2: an awesome one where it's, you know, the Death Star, all the little ships, and then you got your own, but it's all like Metroid looking. Oh, cool. So that is fantastic. But they'd have a Spider-Man tis the season to be Spidey. (laughs) Uh, They do have a Captain America one. So it's perfect. Perfect. Note that it is low in stock. Um, oh, I so better get an hour. Hurry it up if you want to give it to your for your wife because I know her birthday's also in December.
1: Exactly. Well, I've already gotten her birthday gift, but I try to make sure since it's so close to Christmas mm-hmm. that she has different gifts. Like yes. this is specifically Christmas, and I think something along those lines would be uh, actually fantastic.
2: I mean, it's they're fun, and uh, unfortunately, I'm not really seeing a Thanos one right now. Come on! Uh, oh, but I do see there is a Tony Stark one where his arm has the gauntlet. So that is pretty <laughs> fantastic. And on top of that, All right. they also have have a Marvel Merchoid exclusive 2019 Pocket Pop Vinyl Christmas Advent Calendar. Ooh. So it's like any Advent calendar, except the little chocolates, you get tiny little uh, little Funko uh, characters. <laughs> so they, like, they do have a little Thanos in there. So I don't know what you get. I don't know if they're all the same or if they throw in different characters for each box, um, but that'll run you about 60 bucks, which makes sense because you're getting about 24 little Funko Kid thingies. Yeah. Uh, but... That's awesome. So wow. I'm already ramping up for the holidays uh, just because I like to get it out of the way and not have yeah, to Yeah, I know. You're
1: like one of those people who just buys hella early. And mm-hmm. you're. it's kind of neat, too, because you'll be like, this is perfect for this person. I'm going right. to get it. And then it's just off your list. And you don't have to worry about it.
2: Right. And I'm, I want to about 40% done, maybe 35% done. Wow. Not too bad. Dang. Just because I have to wait till next payday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm zero percent <laughs>
1: done, and I uh, will have to figure something out along those lines. Um, I did mention Game of Thrones. Yes, and uh, this was an interesting little thing that I got from Comic Book Resources. There was a person on Twitter named Needle in Pen uh, with at for Arya, and they were at a uh, they were doing something where uh, David Benioff and DB Weiss were discussing about Game of Thrones. Okay, and so they were d- talking about the fact that. Uh, they really didn't necessarily know what they were doing when they did the first pilot. Like There was just an amazing amount of writing mistakes, and just it wasn't good. But HBO went forward with it just because they had a lot of foreign (laughs) pre-sales for the series, which is... Kind of disconcerting. And then as it continued on, uh, they were just saying that Game of Thrones was basically an expensive film school for both D&D there. Uh, They had no idea how to work with costume designers, that it was a, quote, huge learning experience. And I'm like, they were spending like $4 million an episode to make this show. And they were just kind of letting them go with it? It, Hmm. It doesn't give a whole lot of, like, I don't know... Like reassurance about any of the entire season as it kept going on and people were like kind of freaking out about this. This came out last month um, that the guys barely read any of the source material, had no idea what was going on.
2: And they know what's happening at the end because George R.R. R. Martin told them where he wanted it to go because he hasn't released the last book. No. So they knew where he wanted it to go in case he died. Mm-hmm.
1: But that was it. And that was the thing, too. It's like, at this point, they hit, like, all the plot points, and it was, like, super fast-forwarded at the end because they were just like, well, we don't necessarily care. Like, that's basically what it came down to, and it felt like that they didn't care about how, like, the like it's the like nuances the or, like, how so they're going to... Push gonna, it together. Yeah, and it was just fast track on everything when the the first couple of seasons were a little more long and you just, like, you dealt with, you're like, oh, yeah, I know that this is going to take a long time for a person to get from point mm-hmm. A to point B. Let's have story in the middle of that.
2: And even then, that didn't really bother me, how the fast travel, per se, it was more or less just certain aspects like should have been done in previous seasons like yeah. should have been hinted at should have we seen like a little bit more here and there but everyone does all their speculation i guess they probably assume like everyone's doing their fan theory so this won't come as a surprise for them
1: and it was even to the point where they were like well yeah we didn't read the source material like i just mentioned um but we're just letting the characters kind of guide where we're going with it which at least is cool enough to show that they were paying attention to something. Mm-hmm. But I can I really get a lot more now why Game of Thrones readers are more uh, more angry at mm-hmm. what's going on with this. But also I mean kind of maybe mad at George R. R. Martin, who uh, I think still has at least two more books to come out. Yeah. So like we come know money. what's going on. How far are these gonna diverge? And we don't even know when these books are gonna get finished. But it really kind of boils down to the fact that we did get the series. Uh, I loved it visually; mm-hmm. it was beautiful on that end. Uh, I just, I, I'm not gonna read the books. Like, it's it- just not my wheelhouse at this point in time. So I'm kind of happy that I was able to get at least some resolution.
2: And it was a bummer for a show that had a lot of like twists and turns, like the whole door thing. I was crying. And- <gasps> yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And it's just like. Here you go. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's it, it, a lukewarm, you know, microwavable meatloaf. Thank you. Oh, here.
1: geez. That's what rune, you gave me. I'm rune, like, I'll still eat it, but. Ruined meatloaf for me right there. <laughs> wow. Well,
2: I hope I didn't do that for you guys. And until next time, <laughs> stay nerdy.
0: Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to?